The Mix Room with Genelec. Today we're welcoming Santhan Reddy onto the podcast, one of the owners of Tom's, aka The Only Music Shop, a well-established music tech reseller in South Africa. In fact, Tom's has been supplying musicians and hobbyists with musical instruments and pro audio equipment since 1978. So let's find out about the company's journey from selling musical instruments to studio equipment, weathering changes in the South African audio and music industry over the years to present day. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. And yourself? Really good, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today for the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. So um, I guess we should start at the beginning. So you're one of the owners of Tom's. Um, So let's start with your early interests. Let's get straight into it. Did you have an early interest in music or the audio world or anything like that? Uh, Yeah, I did. My... Growing up, my dad was a musician, uh, a bassist and a guitarist. So growing up from the early age, we've always had music in our house. And my dad always had all the music here at his house. So when there was band practice, they'd all come there. And being the youngest, I'd probably was the one who would have to set up things and strike down and set up and and do all of that. And developed uh, quite an interest in the different aspects of of a band and of the sounds. I'm, I remember the first time I played drums, I was I think, about seven years old. I played We Will Rock You and the drums in our lounge. I'll never forget that. And it's small things like messing around with my dad's hi-fi uh, mornings before I went to school, uh, tweaking his EQ and things like that, which he wasn't really too impressed with. But, <laughs> no, I was uh, going to ask, did you like that? <laughs> Uh, not too much, but you know, eventually I started to actually understand what I was messing around with. So it didn't uh, occur that often uh, going forward. And you know, my dad had quite a broad variety of music. So I grew up listening to like Mr. Big, Steely Dan, Chicago, Santana, Hendrix. Uh, uh, yeah. And then when I was about 12 years old, my parents sent my sister and I for piano lessons and did a couple of great through there and the rest is history it's it's always been a part of us and a, a part of our family and uh, it's, it's it's one of our favorite things to do okay then well that's lovely that it went full circle then you've ended up working in this world of musical instruments and technology so i said obviously my intro so the only music shop has been supplying people with instruments and pro audio equipment since 1978 so it's been a successful company for a while when did you join the company so i started with tom's in october 2010 i was a previous music retailer for about three years prior to that and the manager that i was working at at the time was headhunted to be the manager of the santon branch uh, so when he took over there, he asked me to join him. And I'll never forget the first day I started there was on one of their famous annual sales. Uh, you know, I went working in like a 300 square meter shop to like this two floor monstrosity that was Tom Santon. I felt so overwhelmed. There was just people and gear, just walls and walls of guitars and amplifiers and keyboards and speakers, drums. I think the whole downstairs section had about 20 to 30 drum kits, uh, 20 different PA systems. It's someone coming from a small world like that to, to Tom's is it's, it's quite a jarring experience and, and doing it on annual sale is, uh, even more so. 
So I started as a salesman and uh, being the new guy there, because we were quite a big team. We were probably around about 13 or 14 people and everyone had kind of their set positions. You know, we had guitar specialists, we had studio specialists, keyboard specialists, PA specialists, and I didn't really have a gap, so to speak. I kind of did everything. Um, so when I took over there, I started with, believe it or not, literature, music literature, because it was something that we didn't do at the time. So headed up the literature department, started doing books and score and sheet music and things like that. And later on, moved to brass because, again, no one really wanted to do brass. Uh, and we had quite a massive brass section as well. So made myself familiar with brass. Uh, I must say, during that time, YouTube was probably my best friend. Uh, <laughs> you know, these days you pick up you pick up quite a lot of information from YouTube. So went from there to then doing keys and then PA and then studio. And my boss at the time was quite a good musician. You know, he's a really ridiculous guitarist. I learned quite a lot from him. I spent hours just chatting with him and sponging off information about guitars and tones and amplifiers and recording and mixing and just sort of blossomed my whole love even more for music in terms of the, the production side of things. Mm-hmm. So then in, in 2015, when the store relocated to Ravonia, uh, my manager left and I was put as the assistant manager to run the new branch. Uh, and I think about two years later, I was made manager of that store and then of the Bramfontein store. Uh, so it was, it was quite a, a nice experience moving up so quickly. But I suppose just more from a passion point of view that I, I just wanted to know so much about music and and, and gear because I, I absolutely love gear. Music gear really, really uh, tickles my fancy. I could... Yes, yeah, so the whole day on that YouTube. makes sense from your yeah from your childhood to now. It's very nice that you've ended up working in all of this that you can sort of professionally tinker around with it. Yeah, you can. You know, you you get to actually have access to all these beautiful and wonderful toys and and hear for yourself what makes everything so special. Feel for yourself, which a lot of people are privileged to, but it's one of the better part of my uh, of my job. Mm, I can tell in your voice, your passion for it. That's always lovely to hear. It's quite refreshing, actually. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, okay. Since so the inception, late seventies, so it's grown now to six stores nationwide. So, how has the company grown? You know, in terms of expansion and the kinds of equipment that you sell and the reputation that the company has. Because I know at first you started with musical instruments, didn't you? Correct. We we started, I mean, so since the late 1970s until now, you know, music in terms of production and accessibility in terms of what you can get has evolved quite quickly. We started off as an instrument and speaker store, and I think it was up until like the mid-80s, 90s, it was pretty much what you could get in South Africa. If you needed to, you know, record something or wanted to work with really high preamps like Neve Pre's or record on really good systems, you'd have to go to big studios like Bob Studios or the SABC. Uh, and since then, I mean, the technological boom has been so quick and music gear has evolved so quickly that you know, young kids these days have access to years of knowledge and experience at the click of a button. You know, they can lay down complete tracks from their bedroom. And these are the trends we're seeing more often. Uh, I suppose being an artist these days has such a broader term in the sense that, you know, non-guitar players can lay down guitar riffs, drummers can lay down, you know, samples and trigger off samples. It's just the world we live in. And that's kind of where our market is slowly heading. You know, I don't think we'll ever move away from traditional instruments. Mm. But, the, you know, there's no replacing a guitar going through a valve head or feeling, you know, that kick drum on stage. Some things you can't replicate. 
And, you know, that's what we do. And it's our jobs to advise clients and guide them. You know, we, we offer so much different gear, but it's the ability, you know, to help a client decide what is the right gear for the right purpose. Uh, and it's something we take very seriously at Tom's. You know, we've, we've got an ethos that our customers are like our family. We, we treat them exactly the same way we would treat our guys and relaying that love and that passion and information of instruments and gear and music. And all of the different aspects of it is, is what we love doing. Okay. And what is it that sets Tom's apart, would you say, from other music stores? And, you know, what do you love most about your job? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's certainly that, you know, other music stores that we've heard of, are, it's very easy to sell boxes these days. You know, we've found quite a big uh, increase in on, on the online platform and a lot of uh, stores opening up and being able to provide customers with solution. But I think that's kind of what sets us apart is the staff that we've got. We've got absolutely fantastic people working in the company. A lot of them are musicians, producers, recorders, and have been with the company for quite a long time. Um, and it's just the way their passion translates in, through into helping clients. And I, I think that's the most joy we get is from helping artists develop themselves and, and find themselves in the musical space in South Africa. Okay. And uh, the name. So anyone listening that doesn't know, it's always been Tom's, but it actually used to be that other music shop and now is the only music shop. So tell me about how the competition dropped away and how this resulted in this very sort of discreet but important name change. Well, it's a funny story that, you know, I think a lot of people think this is quite this huge story behind the name change, but it's it's actually quite a simple one. Um, the original owner of Tom's Benny Schleisner was immigrating um, and he wanted to sell the company before he left. But when he left, the one thing he wanted to take with him was the name that other music shop. So, you know, in order to avoid name changes and keep the acronym and the branding and everything like that, we simply decided to change it to the only music store. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a, a sentimental story, if you would. But okay. yes, we, we firmly believe in our hearts that we are the only music store. And, and that's how we approach approach our days. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so tell me a bit about the audio and the music industry in South Africa now. You know, what have been the busy the um the biggest changes that you've seen over the years i think one of the biggest changes that we've seen in the industry over a couple of years is the i think the independence artists have these days you know without needing the need for massive recording labels or the platforms that they can reach and express themselves on you know when i was younger we used to sit at the radio and like record songs on a cassette and yep. stop and record and stop and record <laughs> and make little mixtapes yeah you know these days you know kids have smartphones with apps like tidal apple music spotify they create playlists for you they have access to all the old music the new music uh, you know, it, it's such a drastic change. And I think in such a way that artists now can also express themselves on all these platforms. You know, they, there's so much of social media these days and the exposure and viewerships these things get. Uh, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's why artists can record albums in their bedroom and make Grammy, Grammy winning hits. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, yeah. And in, in South Africa, we've got a lot of am amazing musicians. And I think now the world gets to see a lot more of that being a lot smaller. And uh, us having to help these artists sort of from behind the scenes in terms of reaching these goals. Uh, I, I mean, I could go off a list here to tell you the 
the amount of South African artists that have walked through the doors. Um, and it's really incredible to know that we're a part of that journey and a piece of South African music history, albeit kind of from behind the scenes. Mm, yes, absolutely. And in terms of the trends of the business, so what are you noticing? What are people investing in more these days in terms of instruments or equipment? So instruments and equipment, I think instruments, it's sort of a seasonal thing. You know, guitars come and go in and out of fashion and kind of a constant. But I think since COVID-19, a lot more focus has been shifting towards podcasting and broadcast. I think while everyone is away in lockdown, these are kind of the platforms that they could really express themselves. And, you know, the next thing mm -hmm. that that market just just expanded and blew up. It got to a point when we came out of COVID that we just couldn't get enough stock to to cater with the demand. The waiting period was so long. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's that's kind of what we've had to do as a business. You know, we've had to sort of evolve and adapt to the to the world and the change in in circumstances for everyone and, you know a lot of people have the stigma that music shop is just a music shop but you know we we do things like old podcast rooms studios home theater um home hi-fi a production studio bowls podcasting broadcasting it's it's so broad in terms of the scopes that we do but it's because these platforms are now available to people there's a lot of churches that love streaming services uh, and, and you know what the influencer market is like on its own. That itself is is absolutely massive. Uh, and again, with a lot more platforms opening up, uh, you know, like I heard uh, a lot more producers starting to mix in Dolby Atmos because it's going to be supported a lot more in, on these platforms. Uh, and it's, it's really, really a cool thing. You know, it just keeps evolving and evolving. Mm. And how has that shift to Dolby Atmos affected uh, your work at Tom's and what you're selling more of? It's really great. You know, it was such a niche thing to begin with when starting out. You know, people thought, uh, you know, if you're going to have to mix in Dolby Atmos, it's such a daunting thing. The requirements are so high. And again, w the world, the way it is with technology where it is, we found a lot more people wanting to get into this realm and us being able to have... Uh, well, it's probably one of the best solutions around available to offer. Is It's a really cool thing. Okay. And, um, you know, you've touched on online. So you've recently opened your online store. So how has that been? And how's the shift been from brick and mortar retail to online retail? It, it's been a bit of a, a challenging one. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, there are a lot more online stores these days. But Again, you know, nothing can replace brick and mortar. I suppose certain things people are comfortable with buying online. Uh, I myself, you know, when the whole online boom started in South Africa, I caught myself <laughs> buying a few things online. Mm -hmm. But I, I've seen myself actually slow down in terms of what I buy online and how I buy it. I myself have prefer much to go to a shop and talk to someone and feel it. And I think a lot of customers still in South Africa have that approach that they would rather interact with someone than go online. So while it is a really growing and, and fruitful avenue for us, and it's, it's a platform for us to show ourselves to the world, I think nothing would ever beat a brick and mortar store uh, and the people in there and the knowledge that they have. Yeah, and I suppose just the way people can come into any of your stores and get advice directly from you and the experts must make all the difference. It does. And and that's why we've got such a long following client base. You know, we've had clients that have been with us for 
over 10 years, 11 years, uh, because they trust us and our experience and our advice and being able to provide them with the right solution for the application. And uh, so I know included in the studio and home recording equipment that you sell are Genelec studio monitors, of course, which I hear you have a deep knowledge of and a deep love of as well, as you told me sort of before we were recording. <laughs> so when did you first experience Genelec? What were your first impressions? So I first experienced Genelec when I joined Tom's. Before at sort of the previous music place I worked at, I think, the best monitor I'd heard at the time was when Rocket had just launched their KRKs. And for me, it was like, wow, such a, such an amazing thing to hear these KRKs. So when I went to Tom's, Diavolt, who was the studio specialist at the time, had set up a pair, I think it was 8050s with a 7050 or 7060 sub. I can't, I can't quite remember. Um, but what I do remember is once he played it for me, I spent, I think, must have been the next two months popping in and out of the studio just listening to music, listening to tracks over and over again, just, well, wasting a lot of time at work, doing work, uh, listening to speakers when I should have actually been working. No, but it's research. The sound, research. It's, it, that's what I chalked <laughs> it down to. I have, I have to be able to relay these to clients. So, <laughs> so when, at the time, also our sister company, Mini Music, were the Genelec agents. So they'd actually set upstairs from our Bramfontein branch uh, a Dolby Atmos room kitted out with Genelec 1038s, the works. It was absolutely amazing. And having heard the Dolby system there, I made a promise to myself and I said, I don't care how long it takes. I will eventually have a Genelec system at home. Uh, it, it was the goal I set for myself. Uh and the more I just read up on it, uh, and I'm again not, uh, not like that. When I find something, I, I love it to pieces. So when I started researching Genelec and read up about them and, you know, the way they design certain things like the tweeters and the casing, uh, the more and more I just fell in love with them. You know, it was, you know, I, I always tell clients it's very hard for me to explain what listening to Genelec monitors are. And until you've actually heard them yourself, can you then kind of put into words what what I'm trying to put into words, mm. you know. Honest, it, it's what I sort of want in a speaker is just honesty. I want to hear exactly what I'm listening to and, and that's what Genelec gives me. You know, it's, it's the honesty when I'm listening to things, the clarity, the tone, the bold quality of them uh, and, you know, small things like the green footprint that they have, you know, the, the power consumption, uh, reliability. It's the benchmark for me and it's kind of what I measure everything else against. And when was it that Tom started selling Genlex? We started selling Genlex probably around about 2005, 2006, around about there. Uh, and and many music, like I said, were the importers, they brought it in. So we, we were privileged enough to have access to listen to these monitors because back then they were quite high-end monitors. And they've been in the South African market ever since. I think, again, with a lot more marketing being done with us, more people using Genelec and showing the versatility and, and all the different applications that you can use that they're loudspeakers for, I think it's grown quite big in popularity yeah, for the discerning ear. You know, Got it. And does Tom's get involved with the installations and the room designs as well, or just selling the equipment? We do actually do both. So we do sell the equipment, but we also 
deal with room design and we do partner up with a few companies like AV Works being one of them um, to assist us with regards to uh, system builds, room calibrations, and obviously the awesome people at Genelec themselves when we do have bigger projects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always having that support from the brand themselves also gives us a lot of confidence in approaching clients with ideas and with, with both um, projects in mind. Okay. And what has the demand been like for these high-end Genelec monitors in South Africa since you've started selling them? The demand has been growing steadily. Uh, it's obviously not a cheap monitor. Uh, and a lot more producers in South Africa tend to start off with sort of the more entry-level mid-range monitors. However, again, like I said, a lot more people are becoming wise to Genelec and the exposure and coming through to the stores where they can actually listen and understand and get advice from guys as to why they should choose Genelec. Uh, you know, and it's not just the speaker themselves. You know, they offer so many handy tools which just make them so work-friendly. The the uh, Genelec loudspeaker management software, for example, is such a handy tool because, you know, the speaker's only as good as the room it's in. A lot of people have this misconception that they'll buy the best monitors in the world. They'll stick them in a room and it will sound absolutely amazing. It's not necessarily the case. Uh, and that's, you know, the GLM software is an absolute... Mm-hmm wonderful tool to use to just sort of keep that room under control in terms of what you're listening to from the speakers, tailoring those frequencies and tweaking it according to the the great reports that you get. It's extremely handy. And um, do you have a favorite Genelec project perhaps you've been involved in or a really cool install? Uh, We've done a few projects. We've just finished off with a client of mine, a DJ and producer, John Herban. We kitted out his premises with some 8361s and a 7380 sub with 8030 monitors. It's an absolutely fantastic uh, bowl that was really fun. Uh, and that actually, we've, we've did a whole YouTube video on that. It's on our website, so you can always check that out if you guys want to see that later. Okay. But if I have to be quite honest, I think my favorite Genelec project that I've done would be my home theater at home. Uh, <laughs> a bit biased, but it was a labor of love. And, you know, it took me about five to six years to get everything together. Uh, managed to put together a 5.1 system. And that's pretty much what I do on Sunday mornings. Uh, my wife is not happy because I keep moving things around and moving <laughs> trunking and painting. Uh, but she does appreciate the speakers at least. So that's one battle won. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's how my Sunday mornings are spent for at least an hour and or two. And, I was actually having a conversation with a colleague of mine and I told him, you know, that it's it's an amazing thing that I've been in this industry for so long and you almost get kind of desensitized towards gear. You know, new products, when they come out, you're like, yeah, you know, I've seen it before. Yeah, it sounds okay. Every time I listen to Genelex, absolutely every time I am blown away by it. Um, I get goosebumps. The, the sound stage that I see, what it allows my brain to see via my ears, uh, it's something I can never part with, and it kind of makes me a bit of a snob with audio because when I hear something yeah. that's not as good as Channel Eight, then I'm I'm a bit put off by it. But yeah, it's that's probably my favorite build to to date. Uh, we are busy at the moment with uh, a seven point one point four Dolby Atmos system in all white, all white Channel Eight eighty three forty ones and eighty three thirties. But I can't say too much about that project. I'm kind of sworn to secrecy until it's until it's completed. But yeah, also very excited about that. 
I see. Well, one day, whenever you're allowed to talk about it, I'll be intrigued to see the pictures and to hear about this uh, secretive install because it sounds very cool. As soon as it's done, you guys will be the first to know, don't worry. <laughs> Amazing. Well, in the meantime, I love that you got you achieved your dreams. You got Genelex in your own house. So that's brilliant. Yeah. And, and the problem is now I'm getting all my friends into it because now they just sit in my lounge and listen to music. It's like they don't even come to visit me. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't listen to it on their own systems. Now they've heard your Genelex one. It won't sound as good. So they're always going to be around, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I suppose they should just get their own at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I know somewhere they can get them from, as do you. So, yeah. You know, they know who to call, don't they? All right. Definitely. <laughs> so Definitely. what about um, the company going forward? So what are Tom's plans this year or just going forward? We've got a lot of plans. Uh, again, I think I mentioned earlier that, you know, people have this misconception that we're just a musical instrument store. We are in the process of showing our clientele in South Africa and, and probably the world that we are a lot more than that. You know, we, we, we've been getting more into the audio visual aspect of things, the camera, the live streaming, podcasting, broadcasting, building podcasting rooms, uh, building studios, uh, and absolutely stunning. Again, I'd love to share some pictures with you guys when I'm done with the work, but I think that's one of our goals is just branching out a little bit. We, we've got some plans for some other things, which I'm fortunately also not allowed to talk to. But I think just as a brand, we'd like to grow and bring more people towards the Tom's family and show them why our music stores have been around for 48 years. Uh, you know, why we, we keep such wonderful staff and, and expose them to the knowledge and the experience that these guys have. I think that's our biggest goal is to share Tom's with the world. Okay. Well, that's quite a goal. It's a big goal, big but goal. Uh, we're, we're ambitious like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. Well, you didn't get to where you are as a company by not being ambitious, so I wouldn't expect anything less. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Santan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure just to talk to you and learn all about the business and what you've been up to and some of your cool projects. And maybe one day we'll find out about your top secret projects as well. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. It's really great talking about something that I'm that's so close to my heart and so passionate about. Uh, so yeah, really, thank you guys for having me. You're so welcome. Anytime. Well, hopefully I'll speak to you again about your next project. Well, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. Thank you. All right. Thanks then. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.